Welcome back to The Red Carpet, the podcast where you look at how well or how terribly our favorite books have been adapted to the big screen. I'm Mad. And I'm Cass. And we're so excited you've tuned in. Today, we have a very super ultra special guest on the pod. (laughs) That was Cass's wonderful embellishment. Yes. (laughs) Today, we have my boyfriend, Joseph. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yay. It became a trend with our Harry Potter episodes that we had a guest. And so it like it was my brother, and then it was Chelsea and Taryn. And then Cass was like, We should we should have a a guest every episode. We should. And then we were like, Well, we should get Tim and Joseph on here. Yeah. And the 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 rationale, we were like, okay, well, which one do we have them on for? And it was like, well, they could be on for their favorite movie or <laughs> or their least favorite movie. And let's make some drama. Yeah. <laughs> Tension. Tension. Today is especially tenuous because <laughs> the topic of today's episode is mine and Cass's favorite movie. Yes. And Joseph's oh God, both of you? least, yes, yeah. it is yeah. both of our favorite. Audience, if you could see his face. <laughs> He's worried. <laughs> but uh, let's, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's introduce you a little bit, Joseph. All right. Tell, tell us, what, what do we need to know about you? What do you do? Where are you from? I don't know. Tell us about yourself. Is that the lead-in? <laughs> All right. What are, you, um, what, are your, what are your hopes and dreams? Hopes and dreams. Wow. Um, well, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm dating you. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> I consume most of my books through audio now, which is kind oh. of cheating, but I'm convinced it is not myself cheating. it's not. It's not. Well, cheating. It's not. All right. All right. Because I get a lot of flack for that, but I will listen to a ton of They're audio books, but my eyes get tired reading paper. I can't <laughs> help it. <laughs> for like me. I can sit and read a physical book faster than I can listen to an audio book sometimes. So I'm like, if you're still taking the time to consume the media, why does it matter what form it's in? So, And I never speed it up like an insane person. So you don't? Do you listen to them on one speed? I do. Yeah. I can only do like 1.25. Like that's as fast as I can go. Yeah. Depending the narrators on, are so good. Yeah, that's true. Depending on what book it is, what the speed of the reading is, I only usually go up to 1.5 unless my Libby hold is running out and then I need to go up to two. <laughs> You're like, I got three hours for a five-hour book. Let's go. Yeah, we got to go two speed. <laughs> Hilarious. But usually 1.5 is my sweet spot. Up. can't do it yeah. never could do it <laughs> wow but you know drama. i need that build up yeah you know? yeah and when you That's listen true. to an audiobook you still have to like imagine what everything looks like and yeah you're processing language it's just a different way to process yeah. it and that I, is reading absolutely and i will say i listen i need to clarify i listen to non-fiction usually just at like <laughs> one speed because i'm like i just want to absorb it differently i guess but like fiction books like if it's a whatever book on like two speed <laughs> <laughs> let's go baby but, yeah. <laughs> all right well we're going to ask you a few questions joseph to get to know your literary 
preferences. Literary. Okay. Literary. So I guess not all literary. Doesn't matter. What's your favorite adaptation? Book to screen adaptation. That's gotta be Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge Tolkien buff. And I include, I do include not the new Hobbit, but the 70s animated Hobbit. It I is love that <laughs> one. so good. Love the music in there. It's the only one that actually has the songs, but it's not even close. I probably watched those movies 50 times. Oof. Wow. Love That's it. a lot of times. A lot, a of, lot times. of times. Those are long <laughs> movies. Speaking I've of long waiting. movies. <laughs> I've been waiting for Rings of Power for a long time. Is it holding up so far? So far. Just watched the first episode, but. Okay. Oh, I haven't watched any of it yet. So neither. Who knows? Okay. Well then what's just your favorite movie in general? So this is a bit of a wild card and most people haven't heard of this. I um, guarantee no one listening to this podcast has heard of this movie. Oh my. <laughs> the movie is called Black Dynamite and it is a satire of black exploitation movies, which it's, it's a comedy but it's always like black exploitation movies are this hilarious genre, uh, kind of nonsensical, where the main character is a pimp, but he works for the CIA and he's a war hero and all these things at once. And you're like, none of this makes sense or could happen at the same time or anything, but it does somehow. And it's just if you haven't heard of it, which nobody has. I definitely haven't. <laughs> extremely funny. I wonder it's if so Tim good. has. Tim knows a lot of movies. It's the only movie I think the director's cut or the, the director's commentary is also worth a listen. <laughs> Some of the stories are too good. I don't know. The She's the Man director's commentary is pretty excellent. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Maybe we can do a bonus episode. <laughs> Michael Chai White. All right. What's your favorite book? So I went back and forth on this for a while thinking of a more recent one and then I remembered that it's not close my favorite book is the Count of Monte Cristo the unabridged unabridged it's gotta be super long I love the prose Dumas so good so much build up it's a beautiful book represents a lot for me took me a long time to read it I did <laughs> read it in paper it's like 1200 pages wow yikes, uh, wow. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I I wonder why you don't read physical books anymore. Know, That's a lot. So it was worth I've it. never read it, but I did just hear an update from Tim. I asked him, "Have you heard of the movie Black Dynamite?" And his response that came very quickly: "Yes, it's amazing." So <laughs> one other person. Yes. Has heard this. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's hundred percent positive rating so far. There you go. Oh, that's great. Well, so. I was trying to guess what Joseph's answers would be to <laughs> these questions. And we got to favorite book and I don't, I didn't even miss a beat. He has this book. It's called like, I don't even know the, I'm just going to make up the title. It's like the visual display of quantitative information. And it's about you like, it. yes, you got it in one. It's about like making tables and graphs and all of this stuff. And I was like, that's his favorite book. It's a gorgeous book. Edward Tuft is a genius. Check huh. it out. And then I remembered Count of Monte Cristo. So I did get it on the second one. There's a whole chapter about the best graph ever made. What is it? It's uh, a graph about Napoleon's march into Russia. It's geographical, but also <laughs> the path is represented by the size of the army. Oh, it shows, it's, it's so good. That's great. Oh, man. All right. Last question. <laughs> 
How am I going to beat that? I don't know. <laughs> Favorite genre? Oh, fantasy. It's got to be fantasy. Huge fantasy person. Again, the Tolkien stuff's been my whole life. Elves and dwarves and fairies and stuff. Um, D&D, right? It's, it's all part of the same thing. So You're a Brandon Sanderson fan? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. tried to read Way of Kings for him and I couldn't do it. Isn't that one of the it. like... It's a tome. Pages. It's a thousand pages. It took me a week to get through 300 pages. You want to talk like, about an audiobook? I think the, it's like the first one's like 45 hours long and it just gets higher from there. I think the third one's like 60. Oh my. So, so good though. I got that's, 300 that's pages a in a week, which I can get 300 pages in a day. Yeah. Like, yeah. It took me a week and I was like, I, I have so many things I want to read. I can't do this right now. <laughs> so Imagine if Game of Thrones had a good payoff and that's what this is like. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But mm, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Okay. Okay. But to, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Brandon Sanderson, he wanted to introduce a character in the third book, but he didn't feel like introducing her in the third book gave her enough run up. So he wrote a novella for her between books two and three, just because like, it's like, well, I want people to know about her before they get there. It's I, I feel like the, the part in Hamilton where it's like, how does he write? Like he's running out of time. Like, is that just mm-hmm. about Brandon Sanderson? Cause the amount of books that this man just pumps Jeez. out. I'm like, how, how does that happen? Yeah. yeah. Well, wonderful. I feel like we, everyone knows you now. Everyone knows me. Everyone yeah. knows you. Mm-hmm. Well, Cass, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, how am I doing? I am good. I'm very tired today. I was at a work training like most of the day, and it's just one of those things where it's like very much a lot of information, yeah. and it's going to take me like a week to process everything. Of course, but it's also one of those where they give you like a really good lunch in the middle of the day. <laughs> So then after lunch, you're just struggling to stay awake. Right. (laughs) So it was one of those. And I was like, this is super helpful, but also I cannot stop yawning right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was, it was good though. It was good. And I just found out yesterday that I got my first two families that I'm going to be working with. So exciting. That was very exciting. Um, so things, things are happening. My job is like fully picking up now, but yeah. other than that, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I actually realized I was like, oh, there's a lot going on right now because so last week we, we live in an apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Like renting housing mm-hmm. market is a nightmare. It's a, a far, far, far dream at this point to own a house, but awesome. our apartment <laughs> in the past two weeks has decided to completely rebel against us. <gasps> so our toilet has just been running like nonstop, like the water in the tank just keeps running. <laughs> like we tried everything, nothing works. So we call our landlord and <laughs> she comes with not a plumber, her son-in-law. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So they always pull that stuff what yes, like these yes. landlords are like I don't want to pay for anything like yeah so they come and are in the apartment while we're working from home oh my gosh. just like for I don't even know how long and they're like we're gonna have to come back tomorrow so they come back the next day again while we're both trying to work from home I'm like on a zoom meeting <laughs> and they and the thing is she never tells us when she's gonna show up she just shows up 
with these people. And I'm like, great. I'm literally trying to work. <laughs> so then they're here for another like two hours. <gasps> oh and my God. For your has- toilet? Yes, yes. It's like just like I don't know how hard can it be. Just like some place named the Brody thing. just like bang away in the bathroom. <laughs> Brody. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so here's the thing: the toilet it's no longer running constantly, but it also doesn't flush. It doesn't flush. It, also, yeah, right. it doesn't work. It doesn't anymore. flush properly. That's <gasps> oh no! You have to like the first flush that you flush like fills the tank and then you have to flush it again to actually like flush the toilet but it just like it'll run down so if you try to like preemptively do it it just like runs down it's I don't know I'm like just can we can you just buy us a new toilet please right how hard is that (sighs) If if we get stuck in this apartment for much longer, I'll I'll just go buy a toilet. I don't care. <laughs> then can you imagine moving ago, out with your own toilet? Yes, I'm taking this with me. I paid for it. But then, like three nights ago, Tim was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make cookies because I really wanted cookies," and he was doing the good the good boy thing and making me cookies. The oven just shuts off while it's preheating. So we're like, okay, well, it's like ten o'clock at night. We don't really need these cookies. We don't need to call our landlord right now. And then false. Right. Yeah. But then in the morning when we call her, she's like, oh, try this. So you turn the burner on and it like turns like the clock and all the panel back on. So we're like, oh, maybe it just was like a fluke. It's it was not a fluke. It was because then I go to cook, I go to cook dinner that night. <laughs> I go to cook dinner and I'm like, okay, well, the burners turn on. Like, I tried the oven, it preheated. Once it turned on, it shut off again. So I was like, okay, so it's maybe it's just the oven. <laughs> so then I go and I just turn on the burner. And I like 15 minutes after I turned the burner on, it's cold, it's stone cold. And I'm like, oh okay. no, call our landlord again. The appliance repair people apparently aren't taking calls for two weeks. I'm like, I'm not going to buy takeout for two freaking weeks, but... Give Brody on the horn. Get him out there. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) So then, okay, is it the cord? Because we moved the cord, like, moved when we're pushing it back in. Like, is that the problem? So now they think that the problem is probably the outlet. I don't know. But we don't have a working oven. So I'm like... And Tim is gone tonight. So I had to fend for myself. And I was like, well, I don't want to get takeout for a third night in a row. Yeah. So I made like a pita with sliced cucumbers and tzatziki sauce. And that's what I ate for dinner. It was like, it was tasty. But I was like, this is sad. This is like a sad little dinner. Uh, But where's the protein? Yeah, right. That that's a good point. Um, what's protein? I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> so that's that's what's new with me. I just like this whole oh. saga. That was a really long story. I, I'm, probably <laughs> <gonna end up. laughs> I'm probably gonna end up like cutting half of that, but oh well. <laughs> Leave yeah, it life in. is life is great. Renting is so much fun. And then someone brought up like, well, if you owned a house, these things could also happen. And I'm like, yes, but then I'm in control of them getting right. fixed. You're so. you're making decisions immediately. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so yeah. over renting. I'm so yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, how are you? <laughs> Why would I still have a hole happen? in my wall. Is that what that is? All that is that what that is? Is that what that is? It looks like you're living in a horror movie right now. I know. I have to put all of that stuff against the wall because Wally is like 
he wants to get back there and like to be in the wall he does and now there's a gap between the carpet and the wall so he's like "Ooh, something's under here so he's just destroying the carpet like destroy and I'm like that's not that's your fault it's not my fault (laughs) I wrote I wrote like a two-page letter today I just was like slamming on my keyboard typing and I was like, this is when it started. This is when I asked, like they didn't come till like last week. And then it was open and blah, blah, blah. And then I sent it to my dad and he was like, what does the lease say about like timing of repairs? And I looked at the lease and I was like, I'm like, I'm screwed. Cause the lease says like, we are not liable for any frustration or inconvenience or blah, blah, blah. You may experience. And I'm of like, course. the hell you are like, <laughs> So I'm still going to send it and be like, please don't make me pay $800. Why would you have to pay? No, I mean like for rent, like the full. Oh, 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 I thought you meant for the repair. What? No, no, no. (laughs) I just mean like my full rent. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't have a full apartment. Why am I paying? Why am I paying full rent? Besides that, I'm I'm good. I'm just like super frustrated with it. It's just like you said, like I'm not in control of it. So I just have to wait. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, maybe I'm in bed at 830 in the morning in my pajamas and strange men knock on my door to come tear my wall. I don't, it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. Renting is a scam. It's a scam. I hate it. Every time I do my taxes and it's like, how much did you spend on housing? And I calculate it. I'm just like, Anyways, I'm good. There's a Friends Little Library bookstore sale this weekend. Yay. I had a mini freak out because I thought I wouldn't be able to go, but I'm going to go. Do it. Um, buy those books. I'm going to get those books. Joseph yeah. was like, what are you going to buy? And I was like, I don't know. Anything? Everything? <laughs> All of them? Let's do a quick little reading recap. Cast. Reading update. Reading update. <laughs> what you um, reading? I, okay, so I did managed to finish two books of the four that I was reading yes she did One I had to finish because it was for book club the other I also had to finish because my Libby hold was running up so <laughs> I was it was outside influence but I did it I finished how to fake it in Hollywood slump who she's back today but <laughs> she was gone <laughs> yesterday <laughs> I finished uh yeah how to fake it in Hollywood surprisingly deep I was like this romance really? I thought it was just gonna be like a like a fun little read but there's like some bam trauma they hit you with it they just smacked me right in the face with it I mean maybe if I had done like a second of research about this book I would have known that but what's up with that <laughs> what was and then, what was the spice level it, for me it was like a two I don't know other people's level at like out of five it was like a two there was there was one part though. Oh my goodness. Ooh. It was like it was like a mutual solo thing happening in different rooms that they could hear each other. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was quite quite good. <laughs> I was like, how can I say this in the most appropriate way possible? I love that. I love that. Yeah, so that it was good. It was good. I liked it. I gave it four stars. It Someday up. I'll post I think a I review have about it. it. Yeah, I think I have it from the library. It's good. I mean, it's good. It was different than I was expecting, but it was good. And I also finished Educated by Tara Westover. And Oof. man, I'm gonna be thinking about that one for a while. That one's rough. It was, yeah. It's so it's good, but it's, but so good. It's, yeah, that was super good. And then I'm reading 
Pride and Prejudice, which is like, why is it taking me so long to read a book that I have read approximately like 15 times already? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what is the hang up here? And then the uh, arc that I have that I haven't touched in like two weeks. So I don't know what's going on in that book. I've completely forgotten. But yeah, what about you? What are you reading? (laughs) Well, I started our traveling sisters books thing book sisterhood of the traveling books that's it yes there it is I was like I was like oh no I'm reading twin crowns and I'm loving it it's about twin sisters they're princesses and I was way more invested in one of the sisters than I was in the other one so I was like Mm. I don't care about you just get me to the other one and now I care about both of them so that's good and I'm also reading a graphic novel called Bloom Oh, it's about um, an angsty teenager and his family's bakery. Oh, which I've I've found that I'm not big on angsty teens. It definitely gets harder the older I get to uh, relate in any way. So I'm just like, just shut up. But uh, so it's it's fine. It's never it's fine. I really enjoy the illustrations. So, you know, that's that's nice. But. But yeah, Joseph, what are you reading? I am wrapping up Crown of Midnight. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I'm getting into it. Uh, finished up, uh, what, Thorn and Blast last week and got right into the second one. So nice. It's really, uh, it's funny. When I read Akatar, the first, like my main feedback from Madison is that I want something with some more you know, something I can sink my teeth into more with kind of a mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. build up. And she was like, yeah, throwing a glass. You got to read that next. So yeah, that's where it's, it's at. Uh, it's paying off. She didn't, uh, it's living up to the hype so far. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. I was going to say the bummer is that I didn't, when I read Akatar, I didn't tell him anything about it, which, cause I was like, Except, what if, I was like, I was like, what spoilers. if you, what did I, I was like, but what if you read it? And I want to tell you, which like, why would I, why did I do that? And then I spoiled like all of Throne of Glass, I feel like. Oh no, but not all of it, according to some text messages that I've gotten from you, Madison, it's of, true. of some updates of Joseph reading. It's true. Oh God, I want to ask, but I can't ask. You can't. Uh, you can't. You're, you're no. almost there. You're almost there. Well, then I feel like I can't like, you know, you guys draft the uh the characters and things like that i can't listen to any of that stuff it'll get spoiled that's true so you better get reading yeah yeah i gotta hurry (laughs) okay we gotta settle a debate though when should i read yeah the um, assassin's blade yeah i read it after crown of midnight i think it would work better after air of fire upon re-examining the whole reread or the whole read So, so after number three yeah I read it before I was like, that was my first book I read. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I read it first hmm. and I just, I just really liked it. Cause I felt like I knew who she was. And I think I, I would have appreciated it more if I had read it after air of fire, because I, that was my lowest rated one was the assassin's blade. I did hmm. not really like it that much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking back on it. I'm like, Oh man, it's so good. But at yeah. the time I was like, nah, yeah. I don't know. It's always hard to do that jump back in the middle. Yeah. But I love it so far. Um, the characters are interesting. There's feels more perilous than Akatar. I always kind of yeah. felt like Feyre was going to get away with whatever, you know, adventure she was on somehow. But all this mm-hmm. stuff feels really earned, right? You know, 
Selena already is really good at all this stuff and it's more challenging, but she finds a way. Yeah, no, I really love it. Recommend it to anyone else who's on the fence for sure. Yeah. Not that it hasn't been that spicy though. Madison kept talking about eventually gets more spicy, but. But it's, it's, it's a never, light spice. It's never Akatar spicy. No, <laughs> definitely not. I feel yeah. like Akatar would have like nothing and then there'd just be a whole chapter dedicated to just spice and like. Yeah. He didn't read Silver Flames. I said, <laughs> I said, you don't have to read that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Nesta, so I would say read it, but it is like very, very uh, much spicier than the rest. Of he them. does it. He he does it. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't like turn the corner up. on Nesta. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the, you would if you read Silver Flames, but like at yeah. what cost for at you? At what cost, yeah. That's true. And the smut. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand. Well, Cass, do we want to try the 30-second thing? Do Yeah, let's try it. Let's do we do it? Let's try it. So we're going to steal an idea from one of our favorite podcasts that we listen to that I don't know if we've really mentioned on the podcast before. I don't think so. I think only is, on Instagram. Yeah, is Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. And I especially want to bump this right now because they have like conversations about it that take it past JK mm-hmm. and like past whatever her whole deal is. So it's like they have deeper conversations that are like so beyond what the original intention ever was. And I just love it so much. And they're like talking about these important topics and it's it's just so good. So if it's you've never so listened good. to it, check it out, especially mm-hmm. if you like Harry Potter, Vanessa and Casper do like the first read through of all the books. And then it's a different um, host with Vanessa for the rest of them. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still working yeah. my way through, but Neither. it's so good. Yeah. So something they do is they do chapter by chapter and they do a 30 second recap of each chapter of the book. So we're going to try and steal that a little bit and start doing 30 second recaps <laughs> of the books that we're reading. The whole book? Um, the whole book. Yeah. Oh my 30 God. seconds. Yeah. So We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, it might be awful. It might be <laughs> great. Who knows? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. See, the problem okay. is, the problem is I didn't have time to reread the book. So I'm going to recap the movie. Oh, interest. So we're going to have totally different recaps. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. All right. Um, I'll set a timer for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ready? Set. It's Harry's third year at Hogwarts. He's going back with Ron and Hermione, but before he gets to school, he blows up Aunt Marge because she's the worst. And so he runs away from home. He takes the night bus. He finds out about Sirius Black, who's this murderer in Azkaban who's escaped. He's warned by all these people that Sirius is super scary. He then finds out that he knew his parents. Uh, Malfoy's the worst. Snape is the worst. There's a new dark arts professor. He teaches Harry how to cast a Patronus against Dementors because Dementors are from Asgard. That's and 30 seconds. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So <laughs> okay, here's the problem, you have to go though. so much faster. Is that I accidentally set the timer for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, like, actually actively watch it. Oh, <laughs> so God. I didn't really process anything that you were saying. Um, That's because maybe we won't do that that's so fast okay i'll try it you try Um, you try you try okay i got it i got it i got it okay yeah yeah time me okay i can't believe i said it for 30 minutes (laughs) 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 
All right, ready? All right. Yeah. Go. Harry's at his aunt and uncle's house. His other sort of aunt shows up and Harry blackmails his uncle to get him to sign this form. And then he doesn't. And then Harry blows up his aunt and runs away. He sees a dog. Who's the dog? He gets on the bus. The bus takes him to uh, Diagon Alley. He has the summer of his life, just like eating ice cream. He goes back to Hogwarts. He finds out that there's a murderer potentially after him. And then he has a new teacher and uh, it's, and then the teacher is a werewolf and then the prisoner <laughs> is his godfather. <laughs> okay. We have to keep this just because it's hilarious. <laughs> So fast. Oh my gosh. So All right, making it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both of you, both of you only made it to werewolf. All right. Okay. Let me think. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. It's Harry Potter's third year at Hogwarts. Uh, he escapes his aunt and uncle's house. He casts magic on his aunt. Uh, he gets in trouble for that. Uh, he makes it back to school. There's a murder on the loose who may or may not be after him specifically. He gets back to the school. The mentors are there. They're scary. He's got to learn magic from Remus, who's also connected to his parents. He learns more about his parents. Uh, there's a werewolf teacher. He becomes a werewolf. Uh, Buckbeak is in trouble. And uh, uh, the Shrieking Shack. <laughs> <laughs> the Shrieking Shack. Oh, man. <laughs> I think we wow. keep it. That's hilarious. That's hard. It's really we're hard. To practice. We're gonna have to be like people practicing for debates and be like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. So I think we covered the first half of the book pretty well. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, Just trailed yeah, off yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Where's our time turner for that? That is Honestly. that's a good point. Where's Hermione? Where is How she? is she getting to all these classes? Well, I mean, probably. If you're listening to this, you you know the story, you so know. it's okay that we missed some details. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it all gets resolved. There's a sort of happy ending, except for the fact that Sirius <laughs> is still on the run, yeah. um, so not like that happy. But Buckbeak's um, alive. Yeah, Buckbeak escapes. They don't die, which is good. We don't want them to die. We don't. They don't die yet. Not yet. <laughs> so the book, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Has a Goodreads average rating of 4.58, which is yeah. quite a bit higher than the first two books, which is yeah. impressive. Yeah. I, again, blinded by my nostalgia, give the book a five out of five stars. Five, baby. It's true. Fives all yes. around. Yeah. Fives all yeah. around. Fives all around. Book is great. The movie. Yeah, it is great. It's such a good book. But the movie again jumping up from the first two rotten tomatoes the tomato meter for this is 90 percent crazy which i was very surprised by honestly i mean i love this movie but <laughs> i do too i was also surprised and then it 86, feels generous yeah <laughs> for you maybe hater <laughs> hey i it is it is certified fresh for sure but 90% <laughs> i'm watching you joseph all right audience score 86 percent uh, definitely uh, that's a little bit of an improvement on the audience score but the the tomato meter this is like way higher than the first two so what are the first two do you know there uh yes i have it right here the first one 82 percent on tomato meter oh no that's chamber of secrets sorry 82 for chamber of secrets 81 for sorcerer's stone so it's like really? almost 10 okay. percent higher than both of the other two and then imdb gives it a 7.9 out of 10 like every single movie has a 7.9 on IMDb. It's, it's so generic. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> 
Matt, what'd you give this movie? I gave it a 10 out of 10 because it's perfect and I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> I, okay, I, part of my score, I gave it a nine out of 10. Part of it comes from my original love of this movie, but also on this rewatch, watching it with a more critical eye, there are a couple things that frustrated me, but I still love it. And it's still my favorite of all the Harry Potter movies. So I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I know it's not the best adaptation, <laughs> but it is my favorite movie. And if it's my favorite movie, it has to be a 10 out of 10. I was going to say, if your favorite is a nine out of 10, what are the other ones at? they're all like eight. I give them like eight <laughs> because I have a problem with adaptations specifically when it's books that I love so much. They're never going to be perfect for me. Like, even though I love this one there, there's especially one thing that is bumping it down for me that I cannot wait to talk. I about wonder what that is. Yeah. I'm, I got so angry about it alone in my apartment. I was like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> That's what I give it. What do you give this movie, Joseph? I gave it an eight. It's uh, oh. it's still good. It's still it's still a good movie. More of this has to do with the adaptation and sort of uh, where it diverges quite a bit. I think this kind of I don't want to get into it too much, but they left out some tough things that I think make it harder for casual fans to follow the rest of the movies. Yeah. So. Mm, yeah, I can see that. But All right. it's still good. You should watch it for sure. Good job. If anyone hasn't. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our rating breakdown. So just as a reminder, we'll talk about casting and acting, how similar it is to the book, negative changes, positive changes, questions we have about decisions that were made. We'll talk about the setting, soundtrack style, the vibes, and then the best section of them all, quotes and facts. We have some fun facts on this one. Yes. yes. I did some research. Yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. So let's start with casting and acting. So we have all of the old characters with one major exception, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is a new Dumbledore, which is Michael Gamble. Yeah. What are our thoughts? Replacing Richard Harris. I, I'm not a fan of second Dumbledore. I'm I'm a first Dumbledore stan. <laughs> I mean, didn't didn't Richard Harris die though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but it's still like yes, which is sad. Michael Super Gambon, sad. not the not the best. Michael Gambon never read the books, so it is what it is, I guess. Like not saying you have to to give a good performance, but I think that might be part of it because his performance is very different from the Dumbledore we get to know in the first two and then continues yeah. to be different moving forward so which i think mirrors the direction of the art direction of the actual movies right first to our our children's movies feels very grand and fantastical and now these are teenagers and it's like edgy and dumbledore's kind of hip now he's, <laughs> he seems a lot younger you know flitwick has black hair and it's like really combed back and gelled uh it's a whole new vibe yeah Okay, and then we have quite a few new characters. Yes, we yes, meet. yes, yes. The first character we meet is Aunt Marge. And her yes. dog. And her dog. Uh, yes. Bru- Ripper. Brutus? Ripper? Ripper. Ripper. Oh, it, it's Ripper in the book. I, I like it just Brandy, though. feels like a Brutus to me, you know? Yeah. It's probably Ripper. That You're makes probably sense. Right. But yeah, and so as I was, I was watching it and, you know, Harry... Is Engorgio the spell? I feel like that's the spell where she just gets bigger and bigger and turns into this ball and then flies into the sky. And I thought to myself, Violet Beauregard rolled so Marge could fly. (laughs) 
so good. Thank you. It's thank so you. true. Oh. It, it's it true. is. But it was like, I was like, that is what happened. They were like, we know how to do this. Is it Ripper? It is Ripper. I think you guys are the school is St. Brutus's. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And you're Europe totally and right. Bad boys or whatever. You're totally <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a favorite. Yeah. Books. Yeah. But like, she's not in the movie very much. This stuff no. really gets cut down to literally just like one scene. It's yeah. one scene with the Dursleys this time. Which but it's still I, a great one. It was good I get though. It. I like that they <laughs> save time where they can on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They they all nail it though. Like the Dursleys, as we uh, probably will continue to say, they kill it every time. They're, they're so good. Screen. Every time. They're so good. Vernon's face, the whole, that whole scene with Marge is just... So good. And then his face as she's expanding and he's like, but he's like, he's like, he just makes all these noises. It was hilarious. And then Dudley getting getting hit by the button and just like flopping. It's like I was watching the NBA, the way he was flopping. He doesn't look at anybody for like five minutes and he's just watching like ballroom dancing on tv or something it's like <laughs> oh, it totally doesn't matter oh so funny and then petunia is just like i hate all of you people yeah. oh, <laughs> and man. then such a good job uh, yeah just portrayed it's perfectly so good. very good yeah and then another new character that we get to meet in this one we meet on the train to hogwarts is professor rj lupin rj how did she know that how does she know by david thulis yes so good (laughs) and he's so good i think he's like great casting for rebus he's so good i love him love him and he's really excellent again like he's a great british actor all the adults are just so good like there's a who's who of of the uk every one of these movies yeah exactly which again is i think i've said this every episode i haven't realized that until now Oh yeah, yeah. everyone. You know, yeah. When I was as a kid watching them, I was like, I have no idea who these fancy British people are, and now I'm like, oh my gosh. You look them up on Wikipedia, even like Michael Gambon. It's you know, star of the theater for sixty years or whatever, and he's like, sir, my. It's just like, oh, all right, yeah, Yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. And then we get to meet. I guess the next person we meet of the new people is Professor Trelawney, played mm-hmm. by Emma oh, Thompson. My queen. My queen. <laughs> Incomparable. Honestly. Yes. So yes. Oh. She's so good. She's Did you so know good. that they actually, her glasses are actually magnifying glasses. So like every time she was acting, she got super sick because she's looking through magnifying glasses. <gasps> no. Yes. yes. That totally <laughs> makes sense though. I love that that's a right. practical effect that her eyes are so big and not edited after. Yeah. Herself. Right. It's she just like the voice that we will cast ourselves in to the future oh it's so I good. love her she, she's so funny oh uh, one of her quotes we'll talk about it at the end it's <laughs> so good it's everything yes. to me i love her so much i just i mean her especially and it's so funny because you know like she actually she was in a ton with alan rickman they were in sense and sensibility they were yeah. in love actually yeah. but i just her the range is just absolutely insane yeah insane she's so awesome and now she's in a sexy movie oh she like hires an escort oh because her husband's dead or she's divorced or something i don't know i have not heard of this film <laughs> good for yeah. her honestly good for her. You know? uh and then rounding out 
some of our new cast members that are actual characters in the series. We have uh, Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman. I This is one of my favorite castings. I love him so much. He's so I, good. Uh, He's one of the greatest ever, for sure. Isn't he phenomenal. the one who he was like a neighbor or something or... Uh-huh. I know there's someone who was cast as like they were like a neighbor or like they knew someone and they were cast onto the show. Oh, I don't know. Right? I don't know. He did this because he like hadn't worked in like a full year um mm-hmm. leading up to it. And then his kids really wanted him to do it. Oh, I love that. And yeah. So he did it, which is That's cute. So great. I love all these British greats just like being in these movies because their kids or grandkids are like being Harry Potter. Literally, Richard Harris was going to turn it down. And they said that apparently his 11-year-old granddaughter said, I'll never speak to you again unless you take the movie. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I'm too old. And then, of course, he died after two movies. It's like, right. well, I mean, he did a great job. So thank you, granddaughter. Yeah, right. Honestly. And then the the other two new characters that we put on the list is uh, Stan and Ernie. Stan and Ernie, I love them. Uh, I love they're them just, so much. They're just funny. They are honest. Yeah. Like the quotes, the quotes from Stan and Ernie are just top notch. <laughs> they crack me up. But yeah, I mean, going back to the greats, when Gary Oldman and Alan Rickman and David Thewlis were all in the Shrieking Shack, I was just like absolute icons in one room. Yeah. And then we have these three teenagers who are just like. You know who we forgot to include of the new characters? Freaking Wormtail. He doesn't uh, count. T- <laughs> Timothy Spall, I think, is the actor. Ugh. IMDb decided now to not work. That's great. Uh, another great portrayal that you just absolutely hate him. Oh, he's the yes, worst. Absolutely. Absolutely. The absolute worst. Also, I didn't realize this until I was looking this up for the pod. Uh the Tom, the hunchback from the Leaky Cauldron, was just the normal nice guy bartender from uh, the first movie. The guy who says hi yes. to Hagrid and goes, ah, Hagrid, usual, I presume, just a regular British guy. And then they like, turn him into yep. a hunchback. Like a hunchback for Why no did they do him like that? To be, to I, be okay, I put that in. <laughs> lackey? Like, yeah. what? Not, yeah, where did so, they pull uh, that from? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I put that as one of my negative changes. I was like, why'd they do him like that? <laughs> poor I, man. Yes, I was like, this like quintessential British bartender character. And then he's like, yeah, I don't know. Make the scene <laughs> funny with creepy. Fudge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wormtail, Peter hey, Pettigrew, played by Timothy he's Spall. disabled. Okay, Madison. No, it's not. It's because he goes, it's the way he, he just like his mannerisms. But. Yeah, so they're great. I get that Shrieking Shack scene is just Oof. so good because it's, it's just so all these good. phenomenal That's actors. Okay. Well, it's good acting. But oh, great. Okay. I mean, they're all they're <laughs> icons for sure. But uh, there might have been some lines dropped from the screenplay that I thought maybe should have been in there. But we'll get into that, I guess. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it. they definitely made some cuts. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. I <laughs> I also thought in this movie we see a definite like step up in all the kids' acting abilities. This is where we start to get though the change of Ron, who he really starts to diverge from the book Ron in this one. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. But the kids do a good job, but they this is where we start to see that some of them 
Harry and Hermione, uh, Dan and Emma, they start to like struggle with some of the serious scenes in this one because they're just like in that in between of developing their skills that some of the serious scenes are kind of goofy when you watch them. Like when Harry's so like, goofy. he's a friend. <laughs> yes. Just, when I, they, I when he says, it. I'm going to kill him and they linger on him for like three seconds. And I'm going to kill him. Like five minutes. He's just like gritting his teeth and moving his <laughs> yes. mouth a lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 But that's uh, casting and acting. It's the adults are great. Kids are, they're getting there. They're getting they're there. doing better. <laughs> they're working on it. And I do yeah. think that has a lot to do with Alfonso Cuaron and like treating them like adults. Well, I can know? tell th- this one story now that they talk about in the reunion and is like a pretty well-known story of the filming of this is he, Alfonso Cuaron as the director had them, the three main characters write essays in first person perspective about their characters to kind of help them get into character in this like new stage of the characters lives and emma watson wrote a 16 page essay i love it so much yep daniel radcliffe wrote a one page essay (laughs) and rupert grint just never did it and i'm like they understand their characters they definitely get it that's one of my favorite stories it's so good. It's, it's so good. So good. <laughs> Moving on from casting and acting. Percent similar to the book. We have 90% put there. Maybe more like 85. The more I'm thinking about it, I think I think it's a little lower. Yeah. Percent similar. Just because not only do they, like, of course, take things out, but a ton of the stuff in this book that I realized, or in this movie, that I realized on this watch, just because, again, it was, like, back to back. Like, I finished the audiobook on Monday started the movie Tuesday Mm -hmm. it's the whole movie is told out of order and they just like rearrange so many things and I was like this is interesting just like they combine stuff they take two different Hogsmeade trips from the book and Mm -hmm. merge them into one and the whole like Hermione slapping Malfoy and walking out of divination those take place like way earlier in the book the firebolt randomly being the last scene when it's a Christmas present. The Quidditch matches again. We only get one Quidditch match, which is fine. But like, fine. there's the the Quidditch matches in this one are slightly more substantial in the consequential. Book in this yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they take the Slytherins and add them into the Defense Against the Dark Arts classes to show some of the things that happen that actually happen in potions class. So they like take some of that tension and move it to a different scene, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Cause I'm like, of course they don't want to have just like the whole movie be scenes of them in class. I get all of these things, but it was definitely like a little dissonant doing it back to back the way that I yeah. did this time. Mm-hmm. And then Trelawney's prediction also like happens on the same day, but it's like the, the exams that they take, except for the owls, just don't exist in the movies. No, right. Not <laughs> They're yeah. not like, actually in school. End of year exams don't exist. <laughs> except for the one time they're canceled. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like mm-hmm. plot points in most, in like the first half of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hermione's always like, you need to start studying. <laughs> they're all stressed yeah. out about it. They like arrange mm-hmm. their schedule around it. Well, and Harry yeah. passes out in one of them, doesn't he? Yeah. My big the thing i i really don't understand why they took it out is 
Hello, devoted and wonderful listeners. This is Editing Cast here with a very, very important announcement. This episode that we recorded with Joseph was so long that we have to split it into two separate episodes. So, this one is ending now. I know, it's very sad. You will have to tune in, not two weeks from now, but only one week from now to hear the rest of this and to hear what Madison has to say about what was cut from Prisoner of Azkaban. That is her biggest issue with it. So again, you'll have to tune in next week. In one week, you will get to hear the rest of this episode, but it was simply just so long that we had to cut it. So in the meantime, follow us on the Red Carpet Pod on Instagram. You can follow our personal Instagrams, I'm at Fictional Cast and Matt is at Reading Rainbow. Rate, subscribe, review, all those delightful little things in the meantime. And then I guess you'll just have to patiently wait for the second half of this episode. And again, we had so much fun recording this with Joseph and we just had so much to say that you'll have to wait and see what happens next. So thank you for listening. XOXO, Madden Cast.